Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome <laughs> Ted Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the <laughs> Sometimes I wish we were recording before I hit record. I know. <laughs> we All can... people here is laughing. He gets to this all the time on the podcast. Oh too. my god! I was like, we should put that in. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I didn't even record it, so I couldn't. We don't even have the. the we can't even make that decision. <laughs> no. so it's probably for the best that we don't. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's good to see you, Ted. <laughs> Steve, full disclosure. Okay, I ran into a, a mutual friend of ours who Uh-oh. works in your wrestling world. Oh, do uh, can you share who it is? Yeah, Cody. Cody, okay, Von Whistler? Yeah. Ah, uh, my dude. <laughs> so I ran into the other night. I was like, how was your weekend? He was like, pretty good. We had a uh, SOS on yes. Friday. Great, cr- great crowd. <laughs> I go, does Mix's head even fit through the door anymore? Uh, <laughs> he almost like, now that he's all lead. <laughs> then we spent like three minutes just all like, he's like, yeah, we got to get him a special entrance. <laughs> I know I was mad I couldn't find my All Elite Wrestling t-shirt. I have one somewhere. I was going to come out with that on and, you know, just totally. Oh, yeah. Got to slap a girl, though, at the last SOS program. All right. Wrestling I wanted show. to ask you about that because I saw you were doing an intergender match. Yeah, Is that what yeah. you call it? I'm wrestling a wrestler. Whenever someone's like, you're fighting a girl, I'm like, no, I'm fighting a wrestler. Do me a favor. Say it like I do. Oh, Steve's out there fighting ladies. I'm fighting ladies. <laughs> it's me versus Kikyo. So it's great. I, I don't know. Dude, wrestling is such a a weird thing. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it later. But, like, I don't always go super behind the scenes. But so, you know, obviously, this is something that we plan out and we talk about some stuff. And, like, so it's not like I just walk in there and fight Kikio. Like,. (laughs) <laughs> you just walk in there and smack her? Like, damn. But she came out and he's like, oh, my boss is here. He's a, I can't remember if it was he or she, but they're excited to see you because they're fans of the station. And they're, hoping, right. that I, they're hoping that you're going to slap me. And I'm like, okay, what do you do at your job? That you... <laughs> I love Kikio. She's the funniest girl, dude. She will crack you up. Gonna slap that you. was the thing. She's like, I'm like, oh, light bulb. I'm like. How about I slap you right at the beginning of the match? Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. And then I'll do my usual thing where it's like I usually come in and I like maybe mean mug my opponent and I walk to the second rope and I, I get up and I pose for the crowd so they could boo me. Right. All so right. It's like that's like usually my entrance. I don't have really any crazy stuff that I do. Nothing fully mapped out. I just walk out and just kind of have my arms out with my stupid jacket. Let them soak it in. Soak it in. Soak every second of it in. So I get in there and I start jaw jacking with her before I even got to the second row and I just slap her. And dude, the crowd. Oh, oh. It doesn't like one day the video will be posted up on YouTube pretty soon, I bet. But um, uh, it's on IWTV if you're a subscriber. Dude, that crowd was like, oh. I see if I can find the audio of it. I mean, I bet they were. Oh, dude, it was. But it they're was, already. They already hate you, right? And I don't usually do that. And I, I typically wouldn't slap a a woman. Like even like when I have matches well, with a women. Good call, Steve. I, I mean, in the wrestling world, <laughs> like I'm even pretty strategic about when I punch a female. Like I know it doesn't matter. <laughs> sounds so crazy. I know. Like, but like, we're talking about wrestling, wrestling make believe. But it's just sorry. It's just hard to see you, and you're just like, yeah. I mean, I'm usually pretty careful, right? Like I like that. I want to make sure I build up to it, so it's like I'm not just a dude coming in and punching a girl, right? You know, like I want to like, hey, establish that, dude. We're on the same level. They're a wrestler. I'm a wrestler, and eventually you get lost in that world, and it's no different than like a superhero fight with Wonder Woman versus the bad guys. Yeah, that's that's my mentality with it. But so I wouldn't typically just like walk right out and slap. But yeah, so you can see I'm going up to her. Oh, let me get the audio because the audio is pretty great on it. Uh, 
it, boom, boom, I boom. mean, when I did jiu-jitsu for a little bit, I had to tap often to women. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. So now I'm coming out. A verified situation indeed. There's Cody. There's Cody talking. There's Kikio. That's Dave. He sucks. Whether you like it or not, Steve Biggs has been on one hell of a roll. That's not without a little help from his fanboy. Oh! Okay. And now look, I go in pose. Right? And then here comes Kikio. Power bomb. Boom, right into the match. I was pretty fired up about that. So she instantly got her come up in Tommy. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry, that just why I mean you were just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Slack! <laughs> Damn! <laughs> That's why I love professional wrestling. Only in professional wrestling can you get away with such absurdity. And people are just like, oh, and then happy that I got my come up and soon after that. <laughs> Did you win? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'm the verified champ. I'm uh, not the verified champ. I'm the SOS champ. <laughs> oh, you are the SOS champ. Yeah, I'm still the SOS champ. That's right. Champ. You lost verified to uh... Adam Brooks, the loose ledge from Australia. All right. Where he calls everybody the C word and it's hilarious. I, th- I thought you lost it to that other dude. Curious George or Handsome George or Gentleman Jervis. <laughs> I want to wrestle Curious George. And SOS, it makes sense. We have wrestling monkeys. I, I, you know what? That should be my character. Curious George. Sometimes I come out with a woman. Sometimes I come out with a dude. Like, I don't know. I'm curious. <laughs> it's like, is he a wrestler? We don't know no. what he is. He, he just goes in there and bear hugs them. Right? He just dates both men and women. <laughs> But every once in a while, a guy in a yellow hat comes out and is like, Ted, too much. Oh, dude, since we're talking about it, it was super fun. Thanks to everybody who comes out. They're always a good time. The next SOS show is going to be happening in uh, Tacoma. Uh, I think it's the first Friday or a second, let's see, uh, second Friday. So February 10th. Uh, at Edison Square, and it's me and Daniel Maccabi, which is actually, right. he's a dream match of mine, so that's going to be a lot of fun, me and him uh, being able to finally, we've been trying to have this match for years, and then the pandemic hit, and that canceled it when it was supposed to happen at WAC, and then he's kind of towards the end of his run of wrestling, his body's kind of breaking down, he's like, I'm not sure, it's, it's kind of like what most wrestlers say, we're not sure if we're done, but we're probably one injury away from being done, you right. know what I mean, so He's he. I don't know how much longer he's going to get to do it. So I thought my window of opportunity to wrestle Makabe was going to be gone. He's a technical great wrestler. Uh, so the opportunity to have that happen is going to be awesome. So hopefully people come out for that. But um, so uh, you know the AEW thing has been nuts. All right, man. I'm getting all these different people following still to this day, like messages, comments. Like it's 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 pretty flattering. And like and also like I told you up there, like. I'm someone that gets in my head a lot because I'm just like jumping into wrestling late in my life, the radio thing helping like get me these opportunities. Obviously, I have to put in the work to still do well at these opportunities, but I always have it in my own anxiety in my head that some people locally just don't, they, they just tolerate me, you know? All right. So when the AW thing happened, and it was such like a, a love fest from people who like I respect, but I was like, I don't know if they really. I don't know. They 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 love or hate me. I don't know. You know. Right. I, I think they. I think we're cool, but I don't know. And then just see that outpouring of love from me getting that opportunity and having that fun moment, and then it like kind of becoming a fun little thing that happened in that ring with the hat. It's been pretty humbling. Like it made me realize, oh, there's more people on my side than I realized. Yeah. Not That's to mention awesome. all the great listeners that have been commenting, and it's been so. And then one of the ones that happened that I thought was really before we get to the TED talk. How's your throat? It's finally getting better. It's still uh, not. I was going to say, you, it still sounds like it's a little tender. Yeah, it's still not there. 
That's insane, dude. It's over a week. That's a granted. I wrestled and I was yelling at Kikio because you know that's what I do. Yeah, and I was yeah. yelling at the crowd. You can't just smack her. You got to yell at her too. Oh, 100 percent. Told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron Jones writes like a really cool post on his Aaron Jones like music page. Oh yeah, I saw that. And it says, super proud to know this guy right here. Congrats on your debut, my brother. And then he shared the picture of me in the ring in Portland at AEW. All right. I'm like, dude, that was cool. Like, him and I have known each other for years. Obviously, I've been very happy for his success. Yeah. So to see him write, that meant the world to me. But then, of course, there's always someone that has to comment on there. And unfortunately- One of our uh, the podcast guys just went and saw him over in England. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Is he opening for someone or just doing his own thing? I can't remember. Okay. Fair, he just said fair. he saw him. He was like, dude, that guy puts on a great show. And I was like, Such yeah. A good show, man. Yeah. So one of his fans now has lost respect for Aaron for being for proud. For wrestling? For being proud of a wrestler. All right. Wrestling is such a weird thing. I've been thinking about this a lot. And it actually came up in one of like my, at my church. My wrestling came up in a sermon. It's very weird. It's like there's this stigma against wrestling. And I think it's because people still want to make it seem like, you know, it's not real. It's not really a sport. And it's like. I like to go to Filthy Tom Lawler, who's like a UFC guy who now yep. also does professional wrestling. He's like, guys, can we stop comparing it to things? Wrestling is wrestling. It's not wrestling is not MMA. Wrestling is not sports. It's wrestling. It's no different than like music is music. You're not like, hey, you play guitar. It's kind of like acting, right? But with like an instrument. It's like, no, right. you're a guitarist. Like wrestling is just wrestling. Like let's let's just stop making it into something that it's not. And it's appreciated for being an art form. But People don't want to do that, obviously. And it's, now, it's, the only thing I will say is is wrestling Twitter is is a lot. It is every. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh sorry. What Jesus, the, sorry. Jesus, Ted. This is like every freaking event. It's oh. like this is unreal. This is unbelievable. What's happening? I'm just oh. like, guys. There's like you guys. There's a pay per view for WWE like once a month. You watch AEW now. I'm just like sometimes just like calm down. And then I, I don't so live tweet every damn NFL game I watch. No, I mean, could you imagine doing that? Well, yeah. some people do. Like, I mean, it's just as insufferable when I watch somebody that's commenting on a Seahawks game each play, and it's like, dude, r- exactly. There's four quarters. Yeah, they're not winning right now, but there's a very good chance they're going to win later. You don't need to just crap all over the team right now in the first quarter. <laughs> so this guy, <laughs> this made me chuckle, I, and I appreciate there's like listeners and people that are fans of Aaron that probably don't even know who I am right. that have come to bat. And try to like tell this one guy even just basically just said F off, dude, for what he said, which I thought was funny. Uh, but this guy writes, how can you be so proud to know a effing wrestler? Or as Ted would say, a f***ing wrestler. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I like it, Steve. You know what? You can't, I can't leave you out there alone. If <laughs> you're going to get bleeped, I'm going to get bleeped. Hey, I'll tag you in. All right. Nice. Uh, he goes, <laughs> a blanking wrestler. Be proud. This is the best part. Be proud of knowing somebody like Eddie Vedder or something like a certain jazz festival. Still a long way to go, maturity. Well, that guy just sucks. What in the world? Be proud is of that? knowing Eddie Vedder. And that was the best part. Is like Aaron even goes, I'm pretty sure Steve does know Ed- the guy that you're crapping on knows Eddie Vedder, and I'm yeah, pretty also- sure Eddie knows him. I'm like, well, that's a stretch, but you know, I appreciate that. Me and Mike are best friends, of course. <laughs> I was like, what in a weird... That is, that. that's just a guy, like, all right. Well, well I also don't it's think... It's that stigma against wrestlers. Wrestlers, and some people are just like, that you can only be one lane to them. Yes. Right? Like, so how like, dare you like wrestling? 
Right, like Rich Eisen tweets out stuff all the time. It's like he tweets about other sports, but he's on the NFL Network, right? right? He was the first. He was there day one. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But I like sometimes he just tweets out old clips of him on Sports Center, and he's like, "This is for the stick to football crowd." Yeah. Like, right. Like he can like other sports. Well, and at the end of the day, like I think the guy, and I almost was going to reply. I'm like, it "Ain't worth my energy. It ain't worth my time." And honestly, people that like been going to bat. My feelings are not hurt by anything that that guy said. I appreciate it, but you don't need to. You can just laugh him off because that's all he is is a joke. But my in my head, I'm like, are you not really paying attention to what Aaron just wrote? This has nothing to do with me being a wrestler. This has everything to do with a friend being happy that a friend got to accomplish a dream of theirs. Correct. And that's all that it boils down to. A friend is proud of a friend. It, it, you, it could be music. It could be acting. It could be painting. It could be comedy. It could be whatever it is. That friend is proud of a friend. And I was like, clearly, by how miserable you seem to be, you don't have any friends, so you don't know what it's like to have somebody be proud of you for accomplishing something. But it's like, that's what it all boils down to. It has nothing to do with wrestling. It has everything to do with Aaron's proud of his dude. Yeah. And that meant a lot to me. And his comments. Facebook's, I mean, look, the, I social media is just a cesspool. It's Facebook's the worst. I, Facebook, hands down, is the worst. And I've been trying to be a little bit more active on my Steve Miggs page by posting some of the AEW stuff. You know, it's just because they send it to you. They want you to share it. I'm like, yeah. I should probably be better at that. And every time I see I get notifications, I cringe because I'm like, A, Facebook is a cesspool of miserable people for the most part. There's a lot of good people, too. There's some, obviously, there's pros to it. And then B, it's like, oh, I got to listen to. People complain about me wrestling. You know what I mean? Like that because it's such a like a weird reaction to wrestling. And I'm like, Yeah. Like no one freaks out. Like if I said I was doing like broad like acting, I was performing in like an off, you know, a, a play. I was on Fifth Avenue Theater and it was a dream. Like nobody would be like, dude, that's dumb. They'd be like, or if my band was playing at the Paramount, nobody would be like, dude, I always love when band people try and give me crap about wrestling. I'm like, dude, you're fifty something years old and you're still playing in a band that's just there's there's a lot of parallels between what you're making fun of me for doing. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> Off well, my soapbox. Look, I mean, look, it's even with football people, right? Mm. <clears throat> now, look, it, it it's cool. I like, but like, I'm trying to think of how I could say this without sounding like an a hole, but it's just like being a hole. You already cursed on the radio on yeah. the podcast. Like, like I, I look, I love watching football. Nothing mm. makes me happier than sitting around watching a Seahawks game or, or a Maryland football game. But also in the springtime, like, eh, like I'm watching English Premier League, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I watch XFL, but it's not like I, I still struggle with spring football. And people are like, well, if you love football, why wouldn't you watch it? I'm like, well, college is the real minor leagues. Yeah, you know what I mean. So right. it's like people are all in on one thing. It's like uh, what was I gonna say? Like Chad Johnson, right? Ocho Cinco. People always give him crap because he's a big soccer guy. And it's like, right, well, he played football. Can he not watch another sport? And he's actually good at soccer. It's so weird when people are like that. Like, you see it sometimes even when hockey players are playing soccer in the... Oh, to warm up. To warm up. And right. people are and like... most of them are European. Right. Or a lot of them. Sorry. And then, and then some people are like, dude, you're a hockey player. Soccer sucks. That's a bunch of people who die. Blah, blah, blah. Like, what the hell's wrong? And it's like, what is, what is wrong with you? The best is uh, I like it when people call it like communist ball. And it's like, listen, oh my if you're an American, real quick, the NFL works so well because the big clubs give back to the small clubs. That's how Green Bay freaking exists. That's how Buffalo exists in this league. Yeah. And there's rules on stuff, right? It's almost like a socialist system. Now, <laughs> if you want to be a capitalist in the Premier League or the Spanish League, if we want Steve Meggs, we can just show up with a bag of money and buy him. 
Like there is nothing socialist or, ca- or communist about soccer. You want a dude? Go buy him. Yep. Hey, W. <laughs> Right. Give me those bags of money, as Dan Housen would say. Yeah. I'm out. Right? That's what I'm saying. When people say that stuff, it's like, you really don't understand the sports sports world at all. People are just so weird, man. It's also the same like when like people are like, oh, keep my, you know, so, uh, some athlete says something that's borderline political. It's most of the time it's not even political. It's more about like a certain civil rights thing. Yeah. A certain like uh, just justice for everybody to be accepted for who they are, however they look or whatever they be. And so it's like, oh. I appreciate if you keep your politics out of sports. And it's like, yeah, well, but but you'll but, vote for Herschel Rocker, who has zero qualities besides a Heisman Trophy. But if that same person <laughs> right. said something that you agreed with when it came to politics or cer- certain rights that people have or don't have, you would just be like, man, I'm, that's so refreshing that you're just speaking your mind. Yeah, and, and right. Politics is an easy one. But yeah, it goes back and forth all the time. Everything. Yeah. People are weird, man. Moral of the story. People are weird. <laughs> People are weird. People are great, too. There's a lot of awesome people, but there are some strange, strange people. I I deal with them all the time. We both do. Yeah, I'm just like, sometimes I'm just like, I don't know where you're coming from, man. I sometimes get tweets and messages from people, and like you said, 95% of the people are awesome. But then there's that 5% you're like, what are you even talking about? Like, how did you even get to that conclusion? Or why why do you think like this? Get off social media. You're banned. (laughs) I'm like, I don't, one guy keeps trying to make the same joke insulting me. And I'm like, right, you keep tagging me. Right. What do you expect to happen? <laughs> like, I'm not going to respond to you. I'm not going to no. like it. You keep saying it like, all right, put, keep putting it out in the ether. Like, have you ever been around real people? When you tell it for the second time and nobody laughs, table that joke. Yeah, yeah. Take that as a note, like in your head. Like, this didn't work. I know BJ even this morning was just like, did you see blah, blah, blah? What they said on social media? It's like some listener that just constantly wants to troll him and so then throws us all into it. And I'm like, no. He's like, but he tagged you in all of these. Uh, oh, I haven't muted. And BJ just started dying laughing. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, dude. Like, as soon as you get to that point where, like, you're just pushing it and you're just, like, you're getting on, like, you're just, you're just being annoying. And being a yeah. jerk, like I'm not, I'm not even going to give you the satisfaction of knowing that I blocked you because I know you'll brag about that. So I'm just going to mute you. Just oh, keep, keep I talking. love that button. And I do, I do. The same. And yeah. sometimes it's just, just the amount of stuff you send me. Yes, you know what I mean. Like blah blah blah. I'm just like I had to mute a lot of people after the AW thing. There's some random <clears throat> wrestling fans from across the world that were writing me, and they were writing some weird stuff. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it was pretty funny. People want to get inside your tights. Well, you know, no. <laughs> TED Talks, starring Beatrix Smith. I don't know why I went down that route. Well, I understand. They're yeah. nice tights. They're sparkly. They're silver. Look out there. Look at all swole. Uh. Well, you know what, Steve? You brought up earlier people coming. Uh, you didn't know you had some supporters out there and stuff, yeah. which kind of works into today's TED Talk, because it's like, look, it's okay to ask for help from people. You know, it, it could be something small. It could be something big. Maybe you just need to talk to them. But I would also say... See the reaction from some people. You know what I mean? It's very easy to always say, hey, you need anything, you let me know. But sometimes you let people know, and that will really help. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's good to ask for help, but also let's pay attention. Who's actually actually helping? Read the room. Right. It's easy when Steve Miggs is in AEW for me to show up and be like, oh, man, you know, like I've been there since day one and stuff. Like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. I never watched you train. Never, right. You know what I mean? Like, I've right. seen you wrestle a bunch, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I just remember that with like the boxing stuff. People was like, you know, like, oh, this and that. It's like, right. Well, you, I, I asked for people to help. 
I need people to come watch me train. We need crowd noise. And people didn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, like, y- you can learn. Like, it's very easy to say that stuff. Like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know? I don't typically, like, when, when those kind of situations happen, I'm never, like, you get disappointed in some people, but I always be like, my mental note, that's someone that, like, that they're, they're just at that point in my life. You know what I mean? Correct. And it doesn't. It's something like, I'm not going to be mad at you. But now yeah. I understand that that's where we're at as far as our friendship is only going to hit this point. And it could change, but at this very moment, that's where it's at. Yeah. And you know this. I don't know how to explain it. Somehow at 42, I'm busier than I've ever, like, ever been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like sometimes, like an a for saying this, we have a pretty active social life. But some, I'm just like, now. You know, like what? Like that's one of my things this year. Like I, I just got to say no more. And I'm oh, not trying to be yeah. mean, but it's like certain people don't like, it's like, sorry, man. Like I know we're friends, but like. I, I don't know. It's not well, like you're, that. you're super up for a good time. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're you're that guy that like loves to go out and socialize, and that's not like I'm not saying that as like a Ted. We need to have a talk. That's like right. a cool thing. That's something I'm not very good at. Like that. Yeah. That's like. But I think sometimes you you could spread yourself very thin, and no one knows that. But like you know, if five people are hitting you up and they're just thinking they're the only person hitting you up to go hang out, like all of a sudden like you're being pulled in many directions. Yeah. And dude, it was one of the greatest things for me. Like, and sometimes I it's sometimes I've learned over the years. Sometimes too, it's like, are we friends or you just invite me as I'm fun to hang out with? Right. You know what I mean? Like cause I'd like to show up to a party once in a while and just kind of chill. Yeah. Just be quiet in the corner. Yeah. Hey, well, you can hang not. out with me. Yeah, right. That's what I do. <laughs> just sit there and judge everybody. Oh, no, you know I don't me. do that. But dude, I, one of the most like freeing things is the ability to just tell somebody no and not make anything like don't come up with any kind of elaborate excuse like, oh, I just be like, no, nah, man, I'm sorry. And if they ask why, I'd be like, I just want to be at home. Yeah. And, and you're what I, I find is that you realize who are the good people in your life are the ones that will be like, all right, I totally understand that. As opposed to, come on. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's been many times where it's like people hit me up. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. And they're like, well, why not? I'm like, I haven't been home much. And I kind of, and they think I'm going to be I'm like, oh, what are you wrestling? I'm like, no, I have, I have no plans. I have zero plans, and I want to keep it that way. Right. If you're not wrestling, I want to be home. Right. <laughs> right. Like I, I sacrificed a lot to do this wrestling thing, and I know that's only going to last maybe another year. And I sacrificed being social with a lot of people in my life. And fortunately, the ones that care about me understand that. And then when we find time to hang out, like you and I, like maybe we'll hang out every once in a while, but it's not like, right. you know, it's not because I don't want to hang out with you. It's just, I get the kid, I got this, I got that. It's just, it's hard to just make my way into Seattle and meet up. And that's just like, that's just how life is. And one day it might change, you know, I don't know. Like definitely I'm going to be a lot less busy when, when the wrestling stops because I'm not going to be training and I'm not going to be doing all that. And that's like I said, I see the light at the end of that tunnel, you know, yeah. or whatever it is. The, the, the door is closing eventually. I mean, my body's not going to be able to do it much longer, but yeah, man, it's also funny. Like sometimes people are like, I barely know. Like, let's hang out. Uh, I don't have time. Come on, man. You can't hang out. Like, let's talk. And I'm like, I want to just be like, dude, I don't have time for my closest friends. You think yeah. you have time to now add another person to hang out with? No, no, nothing personal. But, like, no. Sorry, I'm bitching. <laughs> no, it's all right. I started it. <laughs> yeah, way to go. You first cursed, and I cursed. And you start bitching. I start bitching. I blame that guy on Facebook. I do, too. He's not proud of me because I'm a wrestler. Oh, here we go. Here's a funny Ed, Ed Vetter story. Okay. <laughs> all right. He used to be a bar in West Seattle. That Mr. Vetter hung out at a lot. 
I sat two bar stools down from him with a girl uh-huh. for like two hours. And at one point, he even gave one of those, like, this guy knows. Like, he knows what I'm talking about. Had Which no, I've seen I, you do many a times. You, right. You'll bring strangers, strangers into, into every conversation when we're sitting at a bar. Right. And it was something like, what are you drinking, man? He's like, well, I'm drinking this and that. I'm like, ah, that sounds pretty good. You know what? I'll take one of those. And he left the bartenders. Really? Like, that was any better. And I was like, son of a bitch. Did I ever tell you my Eddie Vedder story? <laughs> it's it's kind of on the same level. I was going to say, is it as dumb as that? Yes. <laughs> and, and, and let's not forget, Ted, you're a Pearl Jam fan. Right. I'm a obsessed Pearl Jam fan. Correct. Right. So it You was, know all the Christmas singles? Oh, I, I was a member of the, I mean, 10 Club, all that stuff. Like, I mean, they're my fa- one of my favorite bands. Like, you know, if I was making a Mount Rushmore, they're always going to be in the top, like, two of those. Like, it's... There's a bunch, you know, obviously your taste change from time to time, but like Pearl Jam's always in my top five, top four, whatever it may be. I almost forget sometimes that they're a Seattle band. Right. Because I think of Nirvana, Alice in Change, and Soundgarden. Alice in Chains and Soundgarden. Yeah. But it's like Pearl you Jam. Know, you want to lump Pearl Jam into that mix? I, you know, I just forget to, because I just feel like they're on like a different level. They are a stadium rock band. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. You know what I mean? Like, you're right. Which I just is crazy to even think. Yeah, <laughs> some local band is now a stadium band. Yeah, people follow them around like the dead. Yes, I was shocked when we went to the home shows and people were talking about thirty some shows. Like I didn't even know. And I like I love Pearl Jam. Like ten top to bottom is one of the best albums ever made. But I'm like, you're right. That makes sense. But like, yeah, I don't know. I just think of them that you know what I mean. Like they're just they're a massive band. I remember one of those shows. I remember talking to some dude and I'm just like, he's like, how many Pearl Jam shows have you been to? And I'm like. I don't know, man. I've lost, I, I've lost track. It's like 12, 13 or something like that. I'm like, what about you? And I thought he said also like, oh, 12 or 13. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Same. And he goes, no, no, 112. And I was like, oh, you're on a whole other level than I am. Yeah. Like, I like Pearl Jam a lot. I don't like them that much. I don't like any band that much. I wish I did, but I don't have that time. That's crazy. That was awesome. I was so impressed. So you remember there was that documentary about Steve Gleason called like No White Flags. You know, real like inspiration on the guy that uh, has um, from fo- New Orleans, the football player. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know the whole story about him with like Lou Gehrig's disease. Is it? I think or ALS. He had, right ALS, but then when they redo the dome, he comes back and blocks that kick to like start the season. Yeah, they go on to win a super. Right, former Coug as well played for Washington State. Yep. So he's got Northwest ties. Big Pearl Jam fan. So he had that big documentary about him called No White Flags. Which honestly, I watched the trailer and I was in tears. I'm like, I will not be able to mentally emotionally it's, handled. Too, it's a lot no it's too much it's yeah. an incredible story i mean he's a m- wonderful human being but so he was there for the screening and the pearl jam guys were there as well to show support for him all right so i'm like oh that's pretty cool and so mike mccready sees me and like i was doing like some like red carpet interviews with john schneider and other people random people all right, right? mccready comes up to me and he's just like hey Mr. Steve, how are you doing big hug we're just bsing while we're BSing, there's just this quiet guy just standing next to us, just nodding and smiling. And I'm like, you know, kind of in the blah, blah, blah. Finally, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, by the way, hi, I'm Steve. He goes, oh, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Ed. I'm like, well, nice, nice to meet you as well. And keep talking with Mike. We're laughing. This guy, again, quietly just standing there smiling and enjoying the conversation. There's nothing to add to it, but just like, he's just there. And then it just hit me. I'm like, hey, it's short for Eddie. That's Eddie Vedder. <laughs> You're right. That's, that, our stories are about on par. I'm just like idiots. What were we doing? And I mean, I know you guys, Vicky. She thought it was because she was there and she could see it in my face. The moment when it, it dawned on me that I've been in like a multiple minute conversation with Mike McCready and Eddie Vedder. Yeah, McCready's a stud. He's so nice. Such a nice guy. Yeah. And I was like, I was instantly cool with Ed. 
you know, not Comed, uh, with yeah. Eddie Vedder because I'm there BSing with Mike McCready. Well, the, right, because that was the same thing. The bartender was like, yeah, it's Ed. And I'm like, eh, Ed. Ed. It's like, oh, damn it. My Mother. name is Edward. I should know that short. <laughs> Mother Blank and Eddie Vedder. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport. Hey, I'm Ed. The thrill of victory. Maybe we're just that the cool. Agony of the you know what? You're right. He's this super proud to be me. Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great, Great popcorn. popcorn. Ted's wearing the Smith Family Popcorn shirt today. <laughs> Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Cape Cod. Cape Cod. Tell you what, man. Between uh, Smith Family Popcorn and Cobbs, I'm spoiled. You are. Somebody randomly brought, bought me a tin for Christmas. You just get those tins anywhere. Oh, right from the Boy Scouts. Well, the... Maybe. I know the Boy Scouts, they got some bag stuff that's okay. The tin stuff, it's, it's, just, it's just not as good. No. Like, I've gotten to the point now where I can chew it and go, yeah, it's been unsealed too long. It's too yeah, chewy. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Dude. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, first, obviously, Hawks lost. Well, not to that, but to a great season. That was a hell of a season. A lot so of fun. fun. Next year will be completely different because we'll have expectations and this and that. Yeah, so what do you do? You, do you sign Gino? What are you thinking about a fifth-round pick? You think it go more towards defense? I feel like we need a guy that could just freaking disrupt things and get some sacks. And I don't know if that guy's available at the fifth spot. That's a tough call. I do yeah. think you need you, – you do need – like, look, in this, this day and age in NFL, you need that D-end. Yes. But also, if you're going to run the, the defense they ran this year, like a 3-4, you need an absolute stud. Yes. At zero, you know, that nose guard or nose tackle, whatever, zero technique, whatever you want to call them. Like, uh-huh. you need those, you need a linebacker. You need a lot of defensive help. Right. Because last year you did great, kind of shoring up the line. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know what? That's a tough call. But there's, there's a, there's some good quarterbacks in this draft. So who knows? But also, I mean, look, look at Purdy. Like, look, there's, look at Russell Wilson when he got here. He was, what, yeah. a third round pick? Like, you could find quarterbacks in the third round. Yeah, there's no guarantee that a top five, Draft pick as a quarterback is going to mean that you're going to be an NFL stud. Now, I do agree with when you're in the top 10, top like first round, like you got to, like, I'm all for smaller, shorter quarterbacks and stuff as a short person, but like you need to draft somebody that looks like an NFL player that high. Like a stud. Yeah. Sometimes you just got it. Like, we, we need, we need that big bodied, like, I, I want a guy that looks like the like, fifth overall pick. Like Tua. Like that kind of look. <laughs> like Tua. He looks like a dude. Tagovailoa? Yeah. He's too short. How short is he? He's like my height. No, he's not. I don't think Tua's six foot. I thought he was like 6'3". Are you serious? Yeah, well, he presents himself very tall. I will say the good news for the Tagovailoa family, though, is his brother's coming back to Maryland for his senior year. Wow. I, I, you know, all this time, I thought that for sure he was over six foot. I might be wrong. I could have sworn he's 6'1". All right. Yeah. Which, well, I, I thought he was 6'3". Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I thought he was a lot taller. He must wear like platform cleats. I just know people give him crap for being smaller and stuff. But I'm just like, yeah, I would again. I would draft. You know, I, I'd have. I haven't looked at a draft board yet, so I'm not positive. I just know there's some good quarterbacks coming out. But yeah, you want a, a just a stud DN guy. Yeah. You need that guy. I mean, look around the league, right? I mean, JJ Watt's retiring, but you have his brother. You have Bosa. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not even thinking. Who's the guy from the Raiders? Like, there's. You need one of those guys now. 
You need a. Uh, that would have been a game changer in that game against the 49ers. There were a few times where Purdy, it looked like he was about to get sacked, but we just didn't have that guy that could just like. Right, you need an Aaron deal. Donald. Like yes. you, you in this in this day and age, you need those guys. Hundred percent. So, all right. So Hawks over. Fun time. Uh, I would ask you this question: Why can't the Kraken win at home? Well, I think we got to kind of do. They just got back from a really long, draining road trip where they won seven, seven, seven in, in a row, row, or eight in a row, technically including the home one before that. But right. seven on the road, and then you had to play a game in the afternoon. Those legs were tired. Yeah, and I'm mean, Grubauer kept them in that game. That game would have been, uh, I think, a mess if it was Jones, just because he was probably just as tired. It was smart to play Grubauer, let him rest. But man, I mean, that game was it said four one, but it was two one really. A couple empty net goals, and then yeah. you got to go off to Edmonton the next day. I know that's what sucks. Dude, it's like, man, going up to Edmonton, <laughs> it's not fun. Against that that team that's been on a hot streak a little bit recently, and they, you know they got McDavid and Dry Saddle or Dry Saddle. Is Connor McDavid the best player in the league? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, like we've talked about it before, his highlights show up all the time. He's just a he's just a man amongst boys. It's the, insane. The main thing is, I said this last year, is I went to a couple games as the season was kind of out of reach, mm-hmm. and a couple Friday night games. There was still a lot of fun. I'm like, man, this year it's gonna be hopping. Oh my god, you get a month or two from now, and there's you know what I mean. They're gonna make the playoffs. Oh yeah, like. Those Friday night, Saturday night games are going to be loud and yeah. rocking in the. And Even I the can't wait. Weekday ones, I think. Like tomorrow, Danny V and I are we're going to one against the Devils, and we'll see how All it right. is. I mean, but you're right. Like the weekend games are going to be nuts. Yeah, there's just something about. I've said this before, but like, it's very rare in the NFL unless it's Monday night, mm-hmm. right? Like MLS will do it sometimes. You get like I think there's a lot of them this year. You get like a Saturday, like Saturday night, seven thirty or eight o'clock. When you have a pro sporting event. Starting at that time of day yeah. on a Saturday, like you, the crowd's going to be ruckus. Oh yeah, people drinking, they're <laughs> high on this team. Team's playing good. It's going to be a blast, dude. And yeah, I, I think they're going to be fine. Although I did like someone on Facebook had a, a good uh, idea that maybe the fans need to boo the team so they feel like they're playing on the road. So it's that just could be right. our thing. And I'm not talking. Tra- it's just funny that it seems like they can't win it. I know, dude. They play so good on the road. Yeah, they played so good against that. That game against Boston was like I felt like a playoff game. I'm like. This is so much fun. So, yeah, I think they're going to be good, man. I think they got like five games at home. Um, we got a little, like, a little rest, hopefully, today, and come out tomorrow and beat the Devils, which feels weird saying as a Devils fan. It's, it's also, too, I don't know, but I remember the Sounders' first couple of years. Like, they had trouble winning at home because people were so hyped yeah. to get into town and play there. That's so a good I, point. So, like, with the Kraken, like, it's, it's only the second year. And like that arena's so nice, like it's usually rocking and rolling. That in, I bet, I bet the other teams are kind of like, you know what? Let's shut them up. You know, I never thought about that, but I know that happens in football. And you're absolutely right. Like, there's probably a lot of players that want to be the heels and yeah. go back to wrestling. But you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, let's give them a reason to be quiet. Correct, right? That's you a know, good point. no, you're you, right. You played Oregon, like with somebody else, like even beer league hockey, right? Or Oh, it was always in, the best when we play against teams that brought all their girlfriends. Yes, so and indoor would crush them. Indoor oh. was the same. There was always one team that brought all their girlfriends, yep. and they'd be talking trash yep. and this and that. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, fun drinking in the bent and the and the bleachers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> there's like four. There's like us just surly donkeys just beating their team. Like, how you like your boyfriends now? <laughs> oh, you still like them? Okay, fine. Yeah, I'm gonna hit them with my stick. Yeah. <laughs> That, that that game misconduct was for you. Yeah, <laughs> sweet cheeks. Uh, other than that, I would just say, hey man, I don't know what you're doing this weekend, people, but like, watch those football games. We're running out. I know. We're running out of NFL games. It's kind of sad. It's like it's more exciting, uh, right? Because it's the playoffs, but it's like, yeah, it is kind of sad. 
It's dwindling down. You know, yeah. it's crazy when you're like, oh, there's only one game at this time slot. Oh, there's yeah. only going to be one game that's happening on this day. Like, that's kind of nuts to think. Yeah, right. Like, Sunday was great. Oh, Ted, the XFL's right around the corner. Don't you like the XFL? <laughs> Sorry. I, dude, I do like the XFL. People are just like, what games are you going to? I'm like, I, I'm not making plans to go to XFL. I haven't even like, thought about it. Right. The first one they had, like, we had, they gave us tickets. I was like, cool. Let's yeah. go have fun. Blah, blah, that blah. That was cool. They put us in that suite on the field. Yeah. That was awesome. But yeah, people keep asking me and stuff. I'm like, I did not buy tickets. I am not planning. Like, I... And I haven't talked about it. Like, I, I got stuff going on. Like, I can't just, yeah. sorry. I can't, bo- I book out enough weekends for NFL and college football. I can't be booking out spring football. Well, Ted and I, in order to have our annual slumber party, we had to book it on a weeknight. Yeah, no kidding. That's how crazy Ted's schedule is. And it was absolutely freezing. It was so cold. We picked the coldest day of the year. Right? And there was still ice on the streets. My wife, like, Nobody was guys, out. I was like, did you guys hit the bars? I'm like, after we ate dinner? No, we tried. And then we just went back to Ted's place. It was cool. it was a lot warmer there. Right. We went to one bar. And there was like the karaoke girl started singing. Uh, out. Right. And then people started leaving. I just like to see was like, hey, man, you cool. Like, I, I got plenty of beer and stuff. Like, just come on. I was like, I got a bottle of Pink Whitney. Let's yeah. do it. Let's watch YouTube videos. Let's do what we usually do, Ted. <laughs> and real quick. What do you think is going to happen with the Dallas Cowboys kicker? Will he hit an extra point in this next game? Or what the, that was one of the greatest things ever, that they didn't need him. But, man, that was infuriating, I bet, for a player. I, I mean, I think he broke, right? He got yeah. the yips. Like, I, I, don't, I said this on my podcast, honestly. I feel horrible saying it. It's a man's career and this and that. Like, I just don't know if mentally he can get back. And you got to go to San Francisco, who we all know is a very tough team. Now that they beat the Seahawks, like... I think San Francisco's going to the Super Bowl. By the way, Same. thanks to everybody that came out to a legion. That was actually pretty fun. Yeah. Uh I agree about San Fran. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, you can't you can't be you need those points. Like yeah. Tampa Bay looked like a sub five hundred team with a forty five year old quarterback. Yeah. They suck so bad those po- extra points didn't matter. But like, yeah, if I'm the Cowboys and if I'm the other teammates, like, I'm not gonna feel confident. I'm sure he bangs them through in practice, but it's like dude, it's in his head. It is, because it's not like it was bad form or this or that. I mean, you know, like goalies. I was about to say, we talked about this morning. Goalies and field goal kickers, although one is way more important to their team, psychologically, almost exactly the same. Right, and you know, like, you could watch a hockey game. You could watch two two goaltenders both give up four goals. Mm -hmm. Now, one guy, there might be some amazing shots. There's traffic in front. The other guy, the last three goals that went in, he's he's just out of it. And you're like, all right, get him off the ice. We need to put somebody. So that's what worries me with that kicker. It's like... I don't know that you can f- remember he missed one to end the season. Yep. And then he missed four in that game. Yep. And to, that dude, it was like that game against the Blackhawks, I think it was, where the Kraken scored like six goals on the first seven shots. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, everybody right now is watching what it's like to watch a beer league game. Sometimes <laughs> that will happen. But it's like when you get in your head, like that's what we were talking about this morning. I'm like, it's so hard to predict with goalies. Like, that's why this whole Martin Jones thing is just crazy right now with the Kraken because he was brought in as insurance, but he's he's emerged himself as being the number one goalie, which is going to be very complicated when Drigu comes back. Like, you got to figure out one of them's got to go. And sadly, the one that's not locked in with a massive contract is is Jones. And you can't get rid of him because he's your best goalie. So it's such a weird situation that's going on right now with the Kraken. Right. And again, the reigning champs were, were substituting goaltenders last year in the damn Stanley Cup Finals. Right. I mean, you just don't know. You go with the hot goalie. Yeah. And sometimes a goalie will just have an, a complete red rotten season. And you're like, well, he's done. And then he either changes scenery or he, whatever happens, comes back. He's a Vesna com- competitor. 
You're like, what the hell? It's the same goalie, same skill set. Something in the head, though, in between the ears. Yep. 100%. Yeah. All right, I know you got to go. Yeah, man. Uh, Anything going on besides watching football this weekend? I am not. Nice. Yeah, what about you? Where are you wrestling, Steve? I'm not wrestling. Ring announcing. Defy, Friday night. We're in Tacoma at that uh, Alma, uh, Alma place. All right. Which is really a cool spot. It's a smaller venue than like Washington Hall. It's a standing room only vibe. So it's, it's, it's got a cool different vibe than Washington Hall. Definitely a little bit more intimate, but there's going to be some great wrestlers. The Dark Order from AEW is going to be there. Uh, Marina Shafir is also going to be there from her uh, MMA fighter that's now a part of AEW as well. And she's badass. All right. Uh, a lot of great local talent, as always, are going to be there as well. So And yours truly in between each match telling you what match is about to happen. I'll be saying names all night long. Get it, Steve. You know it. I do it like none other. <laughs> Hopefully I don't blow out my voice. Yeah, right. As long as Jake Hager doesn't show up and murder me. <laughs> All right. You can follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Yeah, man. Goodbye.